0: Hey, this is Curious City audio producer Stephen Jackson, and I'm here with Monica Eng
1: Hey, Stephen.
0: Hey, Monica. So on today's episode, we're going to answer a question about what people can do to support small business.
1: Yep, and I'm going to talk to a top chef about the things she's doing to support Chicago restaurants and the greater community during the pandemic. That's all coming up.
0: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. So, Monica, we all know that COVID has changed just about everything about everyone's life. But today we're going to talk about one group that's really struggling. That's small businesses.
1: Yeah, a lot of small businesses in Illinois have had a super tough time of it during the pandemic. And that's something that has been weighing on question asker Mike Kuharic. He says he always tries to support small local businesses. And so it really struck him last year when Manny's, you know, the iconic Chicago deli, famous for its corned beef sandwiches, reached out to a local blog and said they could really use some business.
0: It made me really think, how can I best know when I need to help my local community uh, restaurants and businesses before they hit the point of no return where they're forced to close?
1: Well, that's a great question. Unfortunately, we found out it's not super easy to know when small businesses are on the brink. But what Mike also wanted to know was how he can support small local businesses right now in general.
0: Okay, and you've been reporting on this. What have you found?
1: Well, I talked to a bunch of people who represent some of the most vulnerable industries like dry cleaning, restaurants, beauty shops, and bookstores, and they gave me some pretty unexpected tips. We're going to put the whole list on our website at wbez.org slash Curious City, but I'm going to share a few of them with you here right now.
0: So let's start with bookstores, shall we?
1: Well, obviously, you can get gift cards or stuff, but did you know you can also get audio and ebooks from your local bookstore? You can pre-order titles from something you really wanted to get in the future or your favorite author, and you can get memberships, memberships to your local bookstore that I'd never heard of. Dan Cullen at the American Booksellers Association told me more about this. A lot of bookstores now have membership subscription services so that every month, for instance, you could receive a first edition of a title that's been really curated for you based on what you've told them you're interested in from an insightful, knowledgeable bookseller.
0: Oh, huh, that's cool. It's like those book recommendation tags that you see like on the physical bookshelves, you know, back when we would go to the store. Honestly, it sounds like a lot of pressure to read, but uh, <laughs> I see how it could work for some people. Okay. who Who else did you talk to?
1: Well, I also called up the Professional Beauty Association. They represent all kinds of salons and nail spas and barbers. And they gave me a bunch of tips, like you can buy your product directly through your local salon, like your hair gel or fancy shampoo. You can buy gift cards or recommend the salon to a friend. But Aaron Walter at the association also told me about this thing I'd never heard of. It's called a virtual consultation.
0: So like on Zoom or FaceTime or something?
1: Yeah, it's not like they're going to do your hair. Hair and reach their hand through and like fix it. But they can look at you and your hair and your face and see just how out of control things might have gotten during the pandemic and give you some advice. Here's Erin Walter.
2: Just a way that you're able to see each other and connect, have a conversation, but also kind of show what you look like now and different ways that you can manage that. If you were interested in looking at different styles or different ways that you can manage your hair while at home. Especially for like roots, like how can I deal with my roots or some styles that might help kind of cover up your roots during this time?
0: Huh, well, I'm not personally concerned about roots, but it has been a long time since I've gotten any sort of... Haircut or hair treatment. So, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider this one.
1: Yeah, give it a shot. And to question asker Michael's point about those restaurants, yeah, it is hard to know who's hurting right now. But there are some good programs that can pretty much help a lot of restaurants that are still out there. Some of them target black owned restaurants, female owned restaurants, local restaurants with these online campaigns for support. One of them in Oak Park is so popular, it's being modeled all over the country.
0: Hmm, what's that one? How does that work?
1: Well, it's called Takeout 25, and people pledge to spend 25 bucks a week at Oak Park and River Forest restaurants. Thousands of people have already signed up. And they also have this site where they tell you about daily and weekly specials and cool things to eat at local places. They said it's really been helping the local economy.
0: Wow, this program sounds really cool. And personally, I already spend 25 bucks a week on delivery, so I wish someone would do this in Chicago. And speaking of restaurants, after the break, you're going to check in with a local chef about what it's like to be running a restaurant these days.
1: Yep, and also what she's doing to help the community.
0: That's coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
1: So, I recently talked to Chef Beverly Kim. She co-owns the award-winning Parachute and Wherewithal Restaurants with her husband, Johnny Clark. Kim was born and raised in the Chicago area and started out as a prep cook, but she rose to become one of the few female chef owners on our restaurant scene. She gave me some great tips on how to help restaurants at this time, but she also told me about these cool projects she's working on to help women and the larger community. I started out by asking this mom of three young boys how our restaurants are doing right now.
2: It's been a very difficult year. The restaurant is surviving. Um, We're actually operating parachute out of wherewithal, offering takeout. It does all right, because we've learned how to manage with the small staff that we have. And obviously having a smaller team is actually feels safe for us and feels consistent.
1: Kim owns the restaurant with her chef husband, Johnny Clark. But she says she's also developed this new support system during the pandemic. It's with 26 other local women who lead Chicago restaurants in a group
2: called Let's Talk. We support each other through like cross-marketing, doing events together. We also like get great information from each other regarding like any kind of question, like where to get plexiglass, where to get COVID testing, you know, human resources, you name it. There's nothing normal in the restaurant business anymore. And our goal is to lose as little money as possible. She says they're not just helping each other with practical stuff. Emotionally, just having that support, knowing that you're not alone, struggling, having a hard time with everything from, you know, the health risks in, and pressures to like what are people doing differently, like with sanitary measures and things like that. And then just having honest conversations about how are people, how are they going to go back to the new normal when we reopen?
1: But Kim didn't just want to help other restaurant owners. She wanted to help the greater community. Problem was, she didn't know where to start. But she knew someone who did, fellow restaurant owner Ed Marczewski. He runs Kim in Bridgeport, which has been doing some pretty cool meal relief programs. He connected her with a project to cook weekly meals for 150 people in need. And this let her pay her staff through the project and help the community.
2: Food insecurity is higher than it's ever been before. And we have all these empty kitchens because of COVID. And just makes me think how it's a great way to Put this, like, energy of self-pity and just feeling depressed about our situation and putting it to something that is positive.
1: And that gave her the confidence to start a new nonprofit called Abundance Setting,
2: where she cooks for working moms in the food industry. And we drop off three family meals a week. And it's us actually cooking, like, directly for them. Planning the meals, nutritious meals. And uh, it's a lot of work very fulfilling, and then on top of that, doing the canteen model. That canteen model is a
1: lunch service where folks pay what they can for her simple chef meals, like sweet and savory grits or sandwiches. She says some people feel bad about picking up the food because they're worried that they're taking it from someone who's struggling. But she says the model is actually designed to have both types of customers. In fact,
2: it relies on it. It's a combination model where you need people to actually buy it to pay it forward. Those people who buy it, it's helping keeping the funding going. Maybe it's a model that might need to exist even post pandemic, because our our restaurant's not just going to bounce back. This is going to take some time, I feel, to figure out like this COVID is going to take a while.
1: Another thing she hopes will come out of this really bad year is a rethinking of the way people are paid in restaurants. Specifically, the uneven pay between servers and cooks. One way she thinks we could fix this is to get rid of tipping altogether. And just charge more for the food in order to give the whole staff a fair salary and benefits. But she says the only way it can work is if a lot of restaurants sign on to the idea.
2: Like for some restaurants, this is a radical thought but it's broken right now. So as we rebuild, maybe this is the right time to do it.
1: In the meantime, I did ask for some pointers on how best to support restaurants at this time.
2: Anytime you can have an opportunity to support their takeout program or meal kits, please do that. You can use that as an opportunity to gift someone, use food as a gift. When you take the time to take a picture and post it and tag them, it's very encouraging. But also, we've lost that um, word of mouth that we get from being out in the world now. So the way people really get information is really social media. Don't forget to order a beverage, you know. I feel like when people think of takeout, they think of mostly food. But now we have cocktails to go. We have wine to go.
1: She also says tipping is really important right now. And if you're going to do delivery, she says, please skip the third party apps because they can charge the restaurants a lot of money.
2: And, you know, when we're already at zero percent profitability, it just makes sense to if you can pick up directly from a restaurant or use their in-house delivery program, like where they're actually using their own staff, it would benefit them 100 percent.
1: And Kim says there's
2: one more important thing if you want to help support restaurants and the people who work there. Be kind and also be gentle on us right now. You know, you might get things forgotten in your box and it's really the state of the industry. We're doing our our damn best and kindness goes a long way.
1: Now that we're getting close to the year mark on dealing with the pandemic, I asked
2: Kim about some of the biggest lessons she's learned. And one of them really surprised her. I think I have realized how much I enjoy being with my kids and, like, being at home more because we were forced to. And I was, like, thinking to myself, I like, when we go back to things, will I be able to have dinner with them every night like I'm doing now? And I, I feel like it forces me to rethink business structure and what's important to you, right? And um, so I might not want to work like I did before i i think i'm used to it that's the way the industry has always been for me but i think it's really the stress and the mental health has really been really difficult as a restaurant owner and I'm, i'm willing to do with less for more quality of life for sure
1: you can find lots more tips, plus links to the Let's Talk restaurants, Wherewithal Canteen, and Abundance setting in our digital story at wbez.org curiouscity Curious City. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. Our producers are Joe Dessau and Stephen Jackson. Our editor is Alexandra Solomon. Maggie Civit is our digital producer, and our intern is Natalie Dahlia. I'm Monica Eng.